Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. This is Rebecca Turner and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. You can find us on your computer or your mobile device uh, over at Super Talk TV. Now, we've got Nicole Smith, one of our favorite, with the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science. And they are preparing for snow. Now, Nicole was first going to say, we are preparing for snow. And then I thought, no, that will send everyone into a tailspin, considering we had some lows <laughs> last night. So I was like, let me rephrase it. The Mississippi Museum of Natural Science is preparing for snow, but it may not be what we're thinking of. So what you doing, girl? What y'all got up your sleeve this time? Well, you know, I I want to have a white Christmas so badly that I had to go next level with it and, you know, like schedule snowfalls. <laughs> you know what? If you've got the power to do that, though, girl, you better rock it. That Just own it. Just go ahead and then and then invite the rest of us. Right. I think that's what makes for a good for a good I mean, party planner. That sounds totally fair. Yeah. So we uh, we do have a charming little event. It's called Snow Much Fun. <laughs> we think we're cute. And uh, and so we will have some snow machines. It's an artificial snow, but it's so much fun. Uh, it's almost like bubbles, but it's very playful. And we will have scheduled snowfalls on December 8th and December 9th on the e- in the evening as part of the Snow Much Fun event. And they'll, it, then they'll happen several times through the night. Uh, snowfalls normally happen in like 15-minute increments. And that's just one of the many things that's going to be happening as part of this winter holiday event. So it's it's it truly is so much fun. Y'all have done this be before, haven't you, Nicole? Yes, we have. Uh, this is, I think, our fourth fourth year, maybe fifth year for this event. Uh, COVID threw things a little bit, so my, my sense of timing is off. Um, but it's, it's, it's grown. You know, we keep adding things to it. Uh, this year we're going to have an inflatable maze and we're going to have a snowball fight in a maze this year which we're kind of excited about we're going to have a new uh snow globe uh activity which is you kind of walk into this thing which looks rather like a snow globe and you're going to pick letters out of it and you're going to try to spell winter words we've got 
ornaments to make and faces to get painted and choirs. We're having choirs this year. We've not had that at this event before. It's it's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to, and this is a two-day event, December 8th and the 9th, so yeah. people can sort of plan accordingly. Talking about that snow, though, Nicole, I mean, is it the kind of snow that, does it stick at all? Is it like real, you know, when you go sometimes to at least like Tennessee and you go skiing and they have the fake snow machines and it's actually real snow you can ski on, but it's not real snow because Jesus didn't make yeah, it, but it's real. Like that. It's, it's, it's more like uh, a glamorous bubble solution. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> but it really, I like in all the photos, like it really does look like you're in a soft, beautiful snowfall, and the kids are amazing. Like if you see photos from this event and the and the kids playing in it, you would think it's a legit snow day for them. Like the joy on their faces just can't be equaled. And uh, and we'll have. Um, you know, uh, rumor is that some characters from Frozen might visit. Of course they will. I mean, you know, you know, wherever there's snow, you have a snow. What about place, Olaf? So we have to have that. We yeah. have to have him there, right? <laughs> like he, that, that this would be, if there's one event where he could be the shining star, he needs to be at Snow Much Fun, unless he's busy and you weren't able to get him. Yeah, well, she makes it snow at the snowfall, so that's like really important. Um, we also have, this is so cool, so uh, Christmas doesn't just happen to all the good boys and girls. It also happens uh, to our fishes. So Santa comes, and not only can you get a selfie with Santa, uh, Santa brings Christmas to the fishes. So he will be doing a fish feeding, uh, you know, in our aquariums at scheduled time uh, during the night. We have uh, choirs this year. We've got... Uh, the Mississippi Boy Choir one night, and then we have the other night the Piney Woods Choir, uh, which I'm really excited about that because they've not been with us before, and that's just we're, we're kind of giddy about it, really. Um, we've got a meteorologist coming and doing uh, experiments showing how snow forms. Uh, it's it's a lot. So it's it, things Christmassy, things wintry. Uh, there's even some winter STEM experiments going on. Um, and then, uh, you know, oh, and the Grinch, the, the word on the street is the Grinch is coming from Whoville for some photos. Well, you'll have it both. You'll have this, you'll have Santa, you'll have the Grinch, and then you'll also have, uh, the frozen chicks. And so it's, it's busy. Yeah. It's, it's straight up pretty busy. Uh, be be on the nice list though, because I hear the Grinch likes to push people out of the uh, bench. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think if I miss my calling dressing up, I, I would have never made it as a jolly Santa for various reasons. But one, you have to be so kind for so long to other people's children. But the Grinch, man, that's kind of if you're you know if you're just a little bit of a grouch, that is right up your alley, and you can get away with it. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> But in a friendly way, but in a totally kind of friendly, uh, friendly way. I know this is one of many things you guys do uh, all year, the Snow Much Fun, but you also have something coming up at the end of the year. And I figured, Nicole, go ahead and help us put that on there on our to-do list for oh, if we're looking sure. at New Year's Eve. So, yeah, so we, uh, oh gosh, it's busy. So, actually, so let me mention December 16th yeah. also. We have something called the Wonderful Holiday Magic Show. Oh, fun. Yes, uh, a magician, Dorian Lachance, is going to be there. And uh, it's two shows, you know, uh, in that morning, one at 9.30 and I think the other at 11. And that's a limited attendance. It really is a first-come, first-seated thing. We're not selling tickets in advance to that. Uh, but, you know, but it never overflows. But I think that's going to be a fun one. And then the day before New Year's Eve, we're calling it the 
almost New Year's Eve party. Uh, that one, uh, we expect that one to sell out. It's only advance tickets, and it's a balloon drop and a New Year's, almost New Year's Eve glow party. So, so we will have uh, about a 1,000 balloons. They have prizes in them, uh, everything from a piece of candy to uh, family memberships. There are uh, several one-year family memberships that are in that balloon drop, too. There'll even be refreshments, and there's a lot of games. Like, we've worked really hard building some sort of unique games um, in that they glow. And some of them are um, homemade constructed, but when you look at them, you think, oh, you bought that from someplace. It's like, no, we built it. Uh, and it's it's very cool. There's just so much going on. This is another reason why if you haven't become a member, especially if you live in the central area, or even if you don't, if you live in driving distance, having these memberships really gives you the opportunity to get first dibs on these things. How does the membership play into, obviously, um, some, of, some of the events that have maybe a larger cover cost? Um, are membership members included in that, or do they get a discount? How does that work? Right. So I would say about 90% of our events, 90% of them come with membership. So like if you're a member, you come to them, you're free. But when it comes to like, so, and that includes like the magician one, the Wonderfield Holiday Magic Show. If you are a member of our science museum, then that one is free for you. But with Snow Much Fun, there's a discount for membership. And the same is true, I think, for our uh, almost New Year's Eve event. So, um so that you know, so there's lots of benefits to membership. It also let, gives you a chance to register for camp at a discount rate, and you get newsletters. And there's a couple of uh, like premier events a year that we have that are just for members. And so it's it's definitely wonder wonderful to be a part of that. Uh, we are a reciprocal great group with the ASTC, the Association of Science and Tech Centers. So if you have a membership with us and you look at the ASTC website's list of reciprocating museums, our membership will get you into some of those other places. I think it's like within a 200-mile radius or something like that. Uh, so there, there's some pluses for it. It makes a good Christmas gift membership. I was thinking for families when you don't know what else to get them or sort of do or if you're building out a stocking, um, you know, that's just, especially for parents, you may think it's, it's Yes, it's for the kids, but it's also for the parents because it gives them something just to be able to go and do and sort of enjoy throughout the year. And we have so many, including, you know, the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, but then so many other museums around the state that have memberships to to think about when you're thinking about what to give families uh, this Christmas season. But first, you can get the party started with Snow Much Fun. Where can we go to see our lineup, uh, Nicole, of everything that's going on on the 8th and 9th? Oh, wow. Everything at Snow Much Fun. Well, of course, our scheduled snowfalls, which we've already talked about, uh, we will have the selfies with Santa going on from 6 to 8 o'clock each night. We have food trucks. We're really excited to have Dad's Dogs, Hog Heaven, Rollin' Bean, and uh, the coffee pop-up. As uh, You know, each one's like a different night. You'll be able to see all that on our website. We're having our Grinch photo off. We have a Grinch craft. There will be... Um, uh, face painter here that that's not included with admission but still it's a nice option if you want it we're going to have choirs letters to santa meteorology a snowball toss game um snow stories i think folks uh, need to go to the website and see all that's happening that. nicole i bet we talked before the end of the year but um if i don't merry christmas Merry Christmas. You have a beautiful one. Thank you for having me on. All righty. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Let it snow. 
Let it snow, let it snow. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's good things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've got the Supertalk Mississippi app, you can stream us from there. You can always find us, too, on that local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget you can watch us. There's several places to do that on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And coming up next on Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6, they will be at the Country Club of Jackson for the presentation of the C Spire Connerly Trophy to this season's top college football player in Mississippi. So you'll hear from coaches, players, and past winners during the show. So that's Sports Talk Mississippi. That's coming up next after Good Things at the 2023 C Spire Connerly Trophy Presentation Ceremony. So that should be something good and fun to tune into. If you're looking for something good and fun and conversation to have, you should join us on the Good Things Facebook group. You never know when we'll pop up a question for you to ponder. You know, life's most toughest questions. And this actually came from... Two specific reasons in my life over the last couple of, of days or weeks. And it's found myself saying, don't knock it until you've tried it. And I feel like we all have those things that it's like others think that we're weird or strange for doing it, whether it's with food or just life in general or sort of habit or routine that you have or a product that you just really swear by. And you find yourself being like, man, you know, you, it's fine. You can laugh at it, but don't knock it until you tried it. So the first one is my pillow. So I don't have a pillowcase on my pillow. And it's because the pillow is created to be one of those, uh, I guess, that fits your head. Cool touch. Cool touch. And if you put a pillowcase on your pillow, then it ruins the entire effect of what makes it expensive, (laughs) to be honest. And so when I went to the beach with some friends, with some girlfriends from high school, they just could not believe that I would sleep on a pillow without a pillowcase. And I was like, man, you know, don't knock that until you've tried it. It's awkward. You got to wash your pillow a little more often than normal. It's not as easy. But it's the point of the pillow is to not have um, a pillowcase um, on it. So I thought, you know what? We've all got those fun things that we think are fine and normal, but other people find a little odd or reluctant to give a try. So, Rhino, I can only imagine in the culinary world you probably have several of these that I'd probably even be like, okay, Rhino. But what comes to mind when you – would like for people to give it a try. Well, I won't go too far out there in the realm of food because this one is one that I think I've talked about it previously, but there have been changes to it, and your preconceived notion of this particular food may be out of date. And that's don't knock it till you try new Brussels sprouts. New ones? Well, they're new-ish. They're new within the last decade or so. Is it like a new kind of Brussels sprout or just a new recipe? It's not even that. It's something has happened in the the farming of Brussels sprouts. They found a different one amongst all the Brussels sprouts, and they started propagating it. Because if you think back to childhood, and especially if you're our generation or older, 
Brussels sprouts did not taste good. They Some tasted, would argue they still don't. They tasted fun. That's the thing. Right. The taste has changed dramatically. They don't taste hardly anything like I remember Brussels sprouts tasting when I was a kid. As a kid, they had a very earthy flavor and they were very bitter. Pungent and, and, comes yeah, to mind. Pungent's a great word for it. Now, it's it's difficult to describe the difference other than, wow, that actually tastes good. So how do you cook it to make it taste good? I mean, you could do anything from steaming them to cutting them in half and roasting them, broiling them. You can grill them. You can put them on shish kebabs. You can do all kinds of stuff with them. But if the last time you had a Brussels sprout was... 20 years ago when you were a little one or when you were feeding a little one. Give it a try. Give it a try. Don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it. And they're in season, so now would be a perfect time. You could find them at a reasonable price and give it a try. On the text line from 901, it says peanut butter and pimento cheese sandwich. Well, that's, that is two very rich sandwich, I guess, spreads to go in together. But it started as a starving college student, and I still... Love it. Hey, I'm not going to knock the starving college student thing. You figure out what you got to figure out uh, to make it uh, to make it there. Speaking of peanut, peanut butter, Richard says peanut butter on a pancake. I'll give him that. I've done that maybe on a pancake, but my mind went straight to waffles. So if you've got like Eggo waffles, I guess you can be creative and make your own at home. Um, but a little peanut because it's warm, it melts oh, that yeah. peanut butter and it sort of rolls off. And then drizzle a little honey and or a, I do a banana, a slice of banana thinly over top. Mwah. It's delicious. It's delicious, um, in my opinion. So tell us, what would you want people not to knock until they tried it? 601-879-4395. Lots of food things coming through on the Good Things Facebook group, which are which is great. But I like Renee, who says, a rescue dog or rescue kitten. As we move into this holiday season, and many may be looking for, for friends to join their family, um, one of the best in our family was a rescue, uh, Br- Brutus, who we had for, gosh, 10 plus years and was just still the best dog. I cry every time I see his um, stocking come up uh, around Christmas time. So don't forget that, you know, we we want the new and shiny thing, but sometimes the best pets can be the rescue ones. And it serves such a greater purpose than just you got a pet in that way. So don't knock that until you have tried it. Not to be too divisive, but it does feel like dog owners versus cat owners. Dog owners do need to kind of be nudged more towards the check out the rescue, give rescue a chance. Cause, We're snotty. Because there's, there's a significant portion of cat owners that it's, it's just, this cat showed up and I was nice to it and now it's here all the time. Gallo always has great comedic spots that come in on his show. And one of them the other day was a comedian talking about um, my wife actually paid for a cat. It was funny. Like, who pays for a cat? There's free cats literally everywhere. Why would you pay for a cat? With that said, though, that is true because you always see posts about kittens looking for, for homes because you should stay and neuter. There are wonderful kits that you could probably find to be rescued, and there is a minimal fee. So you're not really paying for the cat, though. You're covering the cost that they that they did to take care for it. I agree. I mean, I I can't. We have rescued, and then we have 
thought like for even as a, as a cat owner, so. I could not tell you porch cats breed. I couldn't tell you do cats have breeds? a handful of breeds of cats. I'm sure there are. Yeah, there has to be, but they're not they're not nearly as studied and 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 as known to the the populace as dog breeds. I was just at the I don't know the name of it, but the but the naked cat came to mind. The, <laughs> And I'm positive that is not what's on the certificate. Yeah, I don't think it's called naked, naked cat, cat, but everybody knows exactly what you're talking is about. When you Siamese? say naked cat, you can say Siamese. Mm. I want to say there's a Mancoon, Mancoon, or... You can tell the difference by their hair, the way their hair kind of... Like yeah, I think half like cat breeds are just short hair versus long, long hair, hair of something. Of something, yeah. Uh, but I agree with that. Hey, Nicholas agrees with you before you even said it, Brussels sprouts. So, I mean, two two tallies for Brussels sprouts in one day is a good enough reason to kind of to give it to Egyptian give it Egyptian hairless. Egyptian that so that is what naked means. Egyptian <laughs> Egyptian hairless. Look at the vocabulary words you learn when you tune into to good things. They we did have somebody creepy. on the ceasefire text line say, "Weren't weren't you made to eat Brussels sprouts by your parents, Rhino? I was made to eat them once, and that's how I know the difference in the flavor because I I said something that was not very kind about my mother's cooking when she made Brussels sprouts, and I didn't want to eat them, and then I was given an entire plate and told your you supper." Well, you know what? But I bet you had the best attitude adjustment movement later on with all I that fiber. I would much rather have that for an attitude adjustment than a normal attitude adjustment. <laughs> Maybe we should try that. No, you should not condemn your children. Not saying your mother did it wrong, but you shouldn't force some Brussels sprouts down your kid's face. They usually don't grow up to like them. Um, someone said, or Aaron from Madison said, a calico cat, that is a type of cat, and then a Parisian as well. But I like the Egyptian hairless, a.k.a. the naked cat. And they are creepy. They are creepy. If you have one of those, do you just like to scare your neighbors or your your kids' friends with them? Because they are the strangest looking animals. I mean, if you have an extreme... They're expensive Cat allergy, too, I think. But a love for cats. They're they're kind of perfect. In part of like having a fur friend is the fur. Like it's hard. Could you imagining imagine snuggling with porch cat? I was gonna say naked, but her naked <laughs> shaved <laughs> but no these cats are naked they have like no stubble no well, technically all cats are naked what? <laughs> no <laughs> they have fur jackets and fur coats and coverings but yeah it would just wouldn't you wouldn't bring you that same kind of comfort and coziness if um but anywho stick with us we got more for you coming up next all I do is sit around and wait for better days. All I do is sit around and wait for better days. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can find us when you're on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV and you can stream us. We're at supertalk.fm as well as the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you know you can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you've listened to Good Things long enough, you know we like space here. We like not exploring it ourselves, but exploring it from here and also exploring what everybody's doing over at NASA Stennis and connecting Mississippi to some really cool missions. And today, November the 28th, is actually Red Planet Day. It commemorates the launch of the spacecraft Mariner 4, which actually became the first successful flyby of Mars. And it's also a day to learn more about it. And if you didn't know, NASA Stennis Space is trying to help folks get to Mars, which I think is really cool. So joining us to tell us a little bit more about that project is Lacey Thompson. He's NASA Stenesis News Chief. So, hey, Lacey. Hey, Rebecca. How are you today? It's so good to finally uh, speak with you. We have, we've we've had some great conversations that you've coordinated over the years, but this is your first time on Good Things, so welcome. It is. It's great to talk to you because we've had numerous email conversations, so it's really nice to visit with you this way. Well, and I think it's a great day to bring light to the fact that Mississippi has got their hands all over a lot of these projects, or I'd say NASA Stennis here in Mississippi has their hands all over these projects that can really help shape the future of the way that we explore and learn about space. So tell us, tell us the connection. How is Mississippi and Mars connected? Well, I'll tell you what, and you're exactly right, because, you know, there's only 10 NASA centers in the whole country, and Mississippi has one of them. And so as far as we're concerned, we we represent the whole state. So everybody in Mississippi is involved in this. And uh, there's several ways that I think we're supporting the Mars uh, effort. You know, we're testing engines and systems that are going to be used on the SLS Space Launch System rocket. And that's what's launching the Artemis missions to the moon. That's what's going to take us back to the moon. And, you know, NASA's committed to going there in a sustainable way. And while we're there, we're going to learn the, the, the techniques and the technologies and capabilities we, we have to have in order to go farther, to go to Mars. And so, you know, we're directly involved in that in testing the rocket engines and the systems that are going to get us to the moon. And what we learned at the moon is going to get us to Mars. Which I think is so cool. That's like right here. So when we hear about those big headlines and those big achievements, a lot of those engines or most or maybe all of them, Lacey, had to come through, you know, at least the Mississippi Gulf Coast. There's been Mississippi hands sort of on that to test to make sure that they're secure and ready to go. I love, though, this idea of the helping to develop the um, the anonymous systems that would be like on the ground that you're sort of looking and seeing going because, I mean, it's space. Folks can't just get out and walk or always make it. So it may not be people who make it there first, I think is what I'm trying to say, Lacey. It may be some of the technology we create to get there to do the exploring before we go. Exactly. And, and you think about it, when we, when we go to deep space and we go to Mars, you know, you can't communicate in real time. So if something goes wrong, by the time an astronaut would, would send a message back to Earth and Earth would send a message back to them, it might be too late. So. You need systems that are autonomous, can operate, can monitor themselves, and and can kind of keep you aware of what's happening with your spacecraft. So, you know, we have a small autonomous systems lab, but they're very talented and they're very focused, and they're helping develop some systems that, you know, they could fly on some of these missions. You never know. 
You never know. And you also never know who's listening who may have a student at their house that's just really into science or STEM or maybe just kind of kind of has their head in the clouds like me and likes space um, but didn't think that maybe a career could be possible. I mean, when you think about when I think about space as a kid, you think mainly like your astronauts or maybe a very limited number. You don't recognize that when you think about space exploration, the huge umbrella of potential of careers or opportunities for students to go into. So how does NASA Stennis sort of help rein kids in or at least show them what's possible in terms of working in the field? Well, you know, we, we, out, we, we do outreach in a lot of different ways. I mean, we focus on STEM careers and studies and things like that because we're going to need engineers and scientists and technicians, but we're going to need, like you said, a a range of people, you know, people that can do anything. We're going to need accountants. We're going to need lawyers. We're going to need, you know, communications people. We're going to need everybody that that you can think of to be involved in this. And so we try to tell the story because that's how you get people excited. You get them excited by telling them what's going to happen in the future and where we're going to go next. And, you know, just think about it. A lot of the engineers that help us get to Mars, they may come from Mississippi, and who knows, some of those astronauts that go may come from Mississippi as well. That's pretty exciting. That is really cool. Um, that's, you know, one of the small things as a girl. I was like, oh, I want to be an astronaut until I realized how much math went into it. And I thought, well, maybe that's maybe that's not the best <laughs> the best route for, for me. But it's still, I think we can all just appreciate what all goes into these great explorations and these missions mm-hmm. and then take pride in the fact that so much of it, or the beginning phases of it, is happening here. I know y'all have had a lot of testing done over the last couple weeks, especially months. Where are we on that right now? Lacey in terms of what's actually happening at Stennis right now in terms of the the next project or exploration? Well, right now we're testing the uh, Samaras 25 engines. They're getting ready to – they have engines for the first four missions, Artemis 1, 2, 3, and 4. They're going to have to build engines for the missions after that. And so we're testing the, uh, the prototypes of those, and that once we finish this test series we're involved in, sometime uh, after the first of the year, they'll have the green light to to go ahead and produce those engines that's going to help launch those future missions. And then also NASA is building an exploration upper stage, a bigger upper stage that will carry more people and heavier payloads to deep space. And before it flies on Artemis V or so, we're going to test it here. So there's a lot going on right now, and and, uh, we're right on the front lines of all of it. What's it like on testing day, Lacey? I'm sure you're running around like a chicken when your head cut off because of all the things going on because you guys do an awesome job within your department of making that available. I know people can't really be there maybe the way they used to could or or would like to be, but you make it available on all of your social platforms and all that to watch the testing. But what's the excitement in the air on testing day? Well, as one of the engineers said, there's nothing like testing day. It's it's just great. And, you know, everybody everybody gets excited about it and if if there's a test and and uh I'm going to I'm going to come on site whether I'm scheduled to telework or not I'm going to come on site so I can I can see that test and and you're exactly right you know we're we're getting ready we have a test scheduled tomorrow so if people will tune in to NASA Stennis Facebook or uh NASA Stennis YouTube they can watch that test tomorrow afternoon and it it's it's not the same as being there but it's pretty close and we got on-stand cameras, so tomorrow they're going to be moving that engine the way it has to move. 
during a flight. So it's going to be a pretty cool test tomorrow. How much, and this may be uh, like, I don't even know the right words to say, like poundage or like how big are these engines? Like kind of explain when you turn on that engine, it's not like revving up your, you know, your truck out back or, you know, like a big rig, like the force that's sort of coming out of it, like how extraordinary this is that, you know, you have the ability to test those without them taking off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about it, those those engines, they produce about up to 500,000 pounds of thrust. I mean, that's just incredible. And, and so that, that, that test stand is just holding it in place while all of that, that exhaust is coming out. And that exhaust is coming out, it's about 6,000 degrees. And so it's hot enough to, to actually melt, you know, uh, steel. And we have to spray all this water to make sure that it doesn't melt anything and to, uh, to cool it off. So when, you, when you're watching that test and you see that big white cloud coming up into the sky, that's actually steam from, you know, spraying all that water into that hot exhaust. Such a, such cool stuff, Lacey. I think it's really neat that um, we have, again, that right here, NASA Stena Space Center in, in Mississippi. They're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I feel like it's the be- one of our best-kept secrets, but we don't want to keep it a secret at all. We want folks to know more about it. So, Lacey, if folks are interested, I know you all have everything from internships to educational opportunities for students all throughout the year and camps and all the things. So where do people go for all the things? Right. You just go you go to nasastennis.gov and, and look at it, or nasa.gov slash stennis, and uh, you can go to the website. You can find all kinds of information there. Uh, if you have questions, you can email us. There's, there's the email addresses on there, or you can call us at uh, 228-688-3333. That's the Office of Communications, and we can help get the information you need. And, Rebecca, i got to tell you, you, you do a great job of promoting and, and, and telling the story. So uh, you're helping to keep it not a secret any longer. Well, I appreciate that because I probably won't ever make it to space in my lifetime because, let's be real, Lacey, I'd probably chicken out. But I like the idea of the next generation maybe coming behind us and being from Mississippi and doing that. I think it's super cool. And, you know, what a fun job you guys all all have there. So I appreciate your time. Well, thank you so much. It's good to talk to you. All righty. You guys stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words... Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
about to good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live. You can always find us over at supertalk.fm. If you have downloaded the app, we appreciate that. You can stream us from there also. And you can find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But you can chime in on the show on the Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395, where Mike in Gulfport wants to remind us that one of the astronauts, astronauts has already come from the coast. Jerry, is it Hassel? Hass, Jerry Hass. The way he, way he spelled it, not sure, but named Jerry. And you mean Fred Hayes? Maybe so. He says Jerry, but has a street name for him on Stennis Space Center. I think so, you're about Fred Hayes. Fred Hayes. Fred Hayes. So maybe Jerry is the nickname. I don't know. You've you, seen the movie Apollo 13? Yes. The one that got the urinary tract infection? Oh, that sucks. While in space? That really That's sucks. That's Fred Hayes. Oh, hi, Fred. From Biloxi. That's cool. See, we already have astronauts from Mississippi. So... It could be your kid or grandkid next. If you're over the age 30, probably not you. This go round, but because <laughs> it takes a lot to get to that point, a whole lot. I think it's you got to uh, be super smart and physically fit. Mm-hmm. And a little out there to do that, I would think. Bold. Correct. Courageous and lack. The lymphatic system that tells you that things are scary and bad. <laughs> to send yourself up in a rocket to hang out for however long and then come back. I think it's cool, though, when they when they chime in to uh, schools um, for kids and they get to talk to the astronauts there at the International Space Station. I think that's really neat um, for kids to be able to see that. Hey, look, it's something cool to aspire to. And I think it's a great thing. I just would be for someone who loves space as much as I do. Absolutely terrified of heights in that capacity. Just don't. You'd have to medicate me to put me on the rocket to get me there and then wake me up so I could see it and then medicate me to get me to get me back home. Um, Because I just don't know if I would be able to if I would be able to handle it. Bringing it full circle from space back to naked cats. From the 662 (laughs) on the ceasefire text line. Look at what you did to Mr. Bigglesworth. Okay, I know that quote where did it come from austin powers yeah dr evil at the very beginning has a big fluffy white cat that he's petting in his dr claw chair the 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 villain chair and he gets into the spaceship and shoots off into space in a cryo chamber or something and when he comes back his cat has lost all its fur mr bigglesworth got it but there are also Egyptian hairless cats, Correct. also known as naked cats, and apparently Siberian cats are pricey. So you can get a free cat or you can pay thousands for a cat. That is completely up to you and your disposable Still going to go in a box in your house. Yes. I was like, huh? No matter you don't how much put you your cat in it. a box? That's terrible. <laughs> they don't like boxes, but I get what you're saying. They are still going. Well, they to, love boxes. They love boxes, but you—they sh- do not like being. They don't like being boxed in. When we were debating what kind of fur friend to get our to expand our family, um, cats came up, and I asked several of my cat-loving friends, which you were one of them, can I put them in a cage when we are out of like go to work, and both with like sh- with like just gunk? No, absolutely not. They will hate you. You'll open that cage. I mean, you can, that, but yeah. The cat the, will the absolutely you try open to kill it, you. <laughs> they're coming out with a vengeance. <laughs> Claws first, just, yeah. So apparently not a cat person or 
have not I'm not not a cat person. I love cats. We just was not raised with Put it this cats. way. Cats don't like being closed in a room, let alone closed up in a crate. I get that. Maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm a cat at heart. I get maybe. that. Maybe so. They're definitely two different animals with two very distinct personalities, but the whole point in this got started was over on the Good Things Facebook group, don't knock it till you try it, talking about rescuing animals versus purchasing them. And it is crazy to think that fur pets have can get to be so like a status symbol for the different kinds and sort of breeds. So just remember they are living things that have emotions and they just want to be part of your family and love you. But they require time and attention. This time they of are year, a responsibility. This time of year, though, it does tickle me. Leave it to the internet. I think I won where I saw it was a manatee. It was like, or no, it was a um, what's the shark? No, it's the whale with the really big mouth. It's like a it's a cow a whale shark. A whale shark, maybe that it's their big a baleen but, whale. But they live like over a hundred years, and it's like this is a hundred lot of whales. That's a hundred year commitment. This is not a toy. If you're going. <laughs> This is just really funny. But they are a commitment. They are not a toy. But you'd have to make no long-term commitment to hang out with us over on the Good Things Facebook group. So we'd love to have you there. The conversation never stops. But you got more coming up next with the boys from 3 to 6. They are on location at the Jackson Country Club for the Connor Lee Trophy Award giving out today. So stay tuned for that. And Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.